0: This is Unexpected Beginnings, the neonatal unit.
1: The siblings, they often draw the short straw, really. It can be exhausting because, you know, you, you, you're you trying to tend to all your baby's needs. Try and achieve some of those small wins and be kind to yourself.
0: Hello, I'm Caroline Verdon.
2: And I'm Kerry Bickerdyke, and we're both parents of babies that have been on the neonatal unit.
0: Now, when I had Fred at 33 weeks at home, I also had a three nearly four-year-old. Yeah, I had a seven-year-old. It's so difficult when you're in hospital all the time focusing on this tiny new baby who has so many needs and is perhaps poorly or, you know, just not well enough to come home. It's so hard when you've also got a child at home because I've never wanted to split myself in two more to be able to be in both places, but it's just not possible.
2: For me... It was four days after Mia's birthday, so I feel like we we missed all the birthday fun and now she has to share that birthday (laughs) week. (laughs)
0: Um, it is hard to make sure that your other children are involved but it is completely doable it just takes a little bit of thought Lisa Beaumont is the therapeutic and specialised play manager at Leeds Children's Hospital
1: if we had a sibling at home pre-covid we would encourage siblings to come into the hospital into the neonatal unit and be a really family integrated service and to support that Pre-COVID, we developed a project called SuperSibs, We recruited and obviously very specially selected a a group of volunteers um, to work on our neonatal unit at key times um, throughout the week, uh, weekends and evenings, when we would encourage some of our parents to come in and to bring their siblings in to the unit so they could see, obviously, um, their you know neonatal brother or sister. And we tried to make it a positive experience by obviously allowing them time to obviously see their siblings but also to do some arts and crafts or storytelling, a little bit of gaming and things, but just to feel part of that hospital life journey and included because, you know, for siblings they often draw the short straw really because they're asked to obviously go to grandparents while mum or dad or both parents come into hospital and things. So I think it's really important that we try to remember that they have rights within their, you know, their own sort of health and wellbeing. And we try really hard to make them feel included in the child's hospital journey.
0: When I went through neonatal, I was quite poorly. And so I was in hospital for a couple of months and I was in hospital for a month before we had Fred and then I was in hospital for two months after he was born. And we had a three, nearly four-year-old at home. And it was a really tricky time because I was conscious of how long we were spending away from him. And I also didn't want him to grow up to resent the new baby. My husband was, you know, having to still work and then try and see me, but also see see Arthur and we were very lucky that my mum was able to come up for months on end and stay with us so she could be his constant Um, but play became really important to us and I remember talking to one of the volunteers and saying what can I do with Arthur because you know (laughs) I am not well what can I do and they said what about games do you have any games at home I said oh yeah we've got you know like guess who and they were like bring them into the hospital Hmm. and so he did he would bring in guess who and when he came in and it was to see me and maybe you know my husband was down with the baby we would sit there and we would play games and we'd have some weirdly quality <laughs> parent child time together um And he looks back on it now really fondly. Look at all the games he played.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, And same with, you know, artwork and things like that. So we often encourage siblings, especially at this time around COVID to send pictures in. And then we try and obviously send something back where we can. And we try and put, you know, pictures where we can in the clinical environment on the notice boards or, you know, on the side of incubators um, and things like that. So it's difficult at the moment, but what we're trying to do is obviously make sure that there is some connection, um, you know, because it is really difficult for siblings at home. And, you know, I suppose virtual stuff has come a long way, um, but it's still not the same as coming in and seeing where your little brother or sister is, where mum and dad are spending, you know, a big chunk of their time and feeling included in that journey. Um, So, yeah, those visits were crucial and really important to making you know and trying to keep the family as close a unit as possible and yeah it's been difficult really because at the moment it's not something we're able to facilitate.
0: I know for me I was really worried about Arthur seeing Fred because I thought it was difficult for me to take in this little baby you know covered in wires in you know in a see-through plastic box and I thought I just don't know how he's going to cope and It must be very scary for him. And I was really concerned. And I knew he had to go and meet him. And I knew, you know, that had to happen. Um, But I was really worried about it. And I needn't have been because it amazed me how utterly fantastic staff were at explaining to Arthur, to a, you know, a three, nearly four year old what was going on in ways that he understood. He wasn't scared. He was excited to meet his brother. And it's interesting talking to him now, a couple of years on, um, and him talking about him meeting his brother for the first time, very similar to how I would talk about meeting my sister many years ago when I was three or four and she had just been born for the first time. And I didn't have all the wires and all that, but he, he just wasn't fazed by it. He just accepted it.
1: that's great to hear because we often say you know it's really important to be open and honest with children giving the right level of information to the child depending on their sort of age and understanding is key so we often say to some parents you know you might want to start with a picture so taking a picture home, so obviously they can see you know where you know you're spending your time where you are with their sibling or brother and things and then you know that could be the, the next step to obviously you know coming in and seeing them actually you know in the hospital sort of environment and things so I think as long as we are pitching the information and supporting the child with that process to be able to reassure them at all times and explain you know hopefully that this is just for a short period of time and you know we're here and explaining and answering their questions because you often find that you know they want to know what's that for and why is that flashing and what does that do and you know things like that so I think you know open and honest and the right level of information is key encourage them to be part of that journey and um, is the best way really moving forward um, for all children really
0: and obviously with COVID with children not and it's still the case isn't it children aren't able to go on the wards at the moment that can be a very long period of time you know that can be months and months and months that they have a sibling and yet they haven't been able to see them meet them touch them hold them yeah Um, yeah what's the best way to help facilitate that bond
1: Yeah so I think it's you know going back to using the things that we can use so you know where you're allowed to sort of have those virtual calls so that you know for example if it was a younger child, three, four, maybe at home, you could plan in that you do your bedtime story virtually, so that you're reading obviously to your neonatal baby and you're reading to their you know sibling at home. So I think if you try and plan these things in it might be that one day, you know, mum sat bedside having a lunch and the siblings at home with grandma having lunch, you know, and including them in some of the sort of tasks throughout the day virtually. Um, where possible, and, and showing them sort of positive things. If they've done a picture um, and they want to send that picture in, showing it on the notice board at the bedside, or you know, if they've wrote you know a little get well message, you know, for their sibling, you know, reading it out so they can see how important that message is, not only to mum to that, but to their sibling. So I think it's using these sort of you know. Um, resources the best way we can really and i suppose another thing to link in is the beads of courage you know using them as a tool to explain to them you know this is the beads of courage and today you know um your sibling got this bead for this or you know they got this bead for that and things so just really making them feel included in that journey as difficult it is because you know I do appreciate, you know, there's nothing like bringing a child into the environment and obviously being able to talk them through it. But, you know, there are some advantages to the virtual sort of, you know, being able to give small pockets of information and small pockets of, you know, um, fun and normality where possible in, let's face it, this abnormal environment that nobody, you know, wants to be in. So it's trying to think outside the box really and work with the, you know, technology we have and the resources that we have the best we can, really.
0: And when baby does come out from hospital, you know, that's a bit of a shock in itself that you have another another body in your house and you have all of that to deal with. And that can be a tricky time with, with siblings as well. How can we use play once we're at home and trying to readjust that family dynamic
1: so I think it's about you know trying to build in the sibling into helping you with those day-to-day sort of routines so you know it might be something small as in a nappy change you know can you get the mat and you know your younger child goes off and gets the mat and then together you both obviously you know um change a nappy together and it might be feeding time and you try and link that to maybe a child's snack time or a lunch time so that you can all sit nice in a calm environment you might have obviously some discussions or you might theme it around you know something topical or um, things like that but I think it's trying to include them where possible in that routine you know pre-covid you know, taking them to clinic appointments for weighing and you know things like that, asking them, you know, I need your help with this. Can you help me with this? We're going to get in the bath tonight. I need your help. Can you get the towels and you know things like that? So I think it's trying to sort of you know make them feel included, which at times you know can be exhausting because you know you, you you're trying to think as well as sort tend to all your baby's needs is obviously making this sibling feel you know included which doesn't always come natural because you've got that many things to do and you've got the feed to sort out and then happy to change and the medicines to give so rather than be so hard on yourself and include them in everything think of a small few wins that you can you know make them feel included in and obviously make them feel part of and you know give yourself an easy win you know Oh, we had a nice little lunch together. I was feeding. The sibling had their lunch or something and we listened to a nice, you know, audio book and things like that. So don't set your stalls too high would be what I would say and try and achieve some of those small wins and be kind to yourself, you know, and seek the guidance and support of the professionals around you and your support groups and, you know, family. Don't let it be a one-person journey.
0: I think that sentence is so poignant. Don't let it be a one-person journey because it's so easy to feel all the responsibility and you don't need to.
2: I didn't include Mia in the hospital visits because I thought, you know, there's poorly babies there. Mia was seven. Did Mia even want to be there? But now, like, I feel like Mia sees that as quite a, a tricky triggering time for her. You know, her brother's in hospital must have been something serious if she couldn't go but it wasn't at all so definitely like now with the play specialists and everything it's important to get them involved
0: it is important but it is hard but it is also worth remembering that that isn't what you did you don't need to beat yourself up about it you know you did the best you could do with the information that you had at the time and I think this is something that nobody ever really talks about. But when you give birth to a baby, I think you also give birth to this massive bucket load of guilt. And whatever decisions we made, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. And new knowledge is a wonderful thing. And perhaps if we had our time again, we wouldn't make those same decisions. But it doesn't mean that what we did was wrong. And also, it doesn't mean that you can't create a bond and a relationship once baby is out of hospital you know, not all hospitals are are blessed with somebody in a role like Lisa's. Your hospital may not have staff available to help you with that sibling bond and with that family integration. But if your hospital doesn't have that, there are still GPs and health visitors and perinatal mental health teams and parent and baby groups and lots of other support groups available. In our next episode, we're going to talk about surgery in neonates. We're speaking to parents and to staff about their experiences. To find out more information on anything you've heard about in this episode, do check out the links in our show notes. Unexpected Beginnings, the neonatal unit, is recorded in conjunction with Leeds Children's Hospital and funded by Leeds Hospitals Charity. As the official charity of Leeds Teaching Hospitals, they support NHS staff to deliver the best care for patients and their families. Generous donations have funded life-saving equipment, research, fellowships and improvements to the patient environment. Every penny donated helps to support the hard-working staff across the hospitals and enhance the experience of patients and their families. To find out more, head to leedshospitalscharity.org.uk. This podcast was created and produced by Under the Mask Creative Audio Productions.